Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! with a view with this is our thursday edition our last show of the week um tomorrow on this time this channel jim ross with inside middle tennessee folks at kennedy broadcasting we are all things twitter these days Mm -hmm. and uh our twitter account is at wkom wkrm that's one word and it's the station call letters in alphabetical order at wkom wkrm we'd love to hear from you uh Give us your thoughts on what's going on on this show or other shows throughout the day. We'd, we'd love to to hear from you out there uh, in Twitter land. And we ain't, I don't know, we ain't doing, yeah, Twitter, Twitter, is, Twitter is our jam these days. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is still out there driving the bus. How you doing, Clayton? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. And I don't think we've got uh, Mr. York in yet. All right, dude number one is Jim York. We're still working on getting him on the line. And regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews, is back in the studio with us today. So good. Isn't it beautiful out today? I mean, truly beautiful. The sky was so pretty this morning. I was wondering what that bright light I know, off it was like, to the east was. Oh, I'm so thankful the rain's I, gone. I, you know. <laughs> and that when your joints I haven't hurt, seen one of those in a while. <laughs> I know. The rain, so, when the rain makes your joints hurt, there's something wrong. It's got to stop, you know. But um, anyway, it's a beautiful day. And my husband said he signed up to on Twitter yesterday. He followed WKOMWKRM on Twitter. I saw that. Followed yes. him back. Yes. Mr. Jim York, what's going on, man? Good morning. How's everybody? All right. Are you in San Francisco, Jim? I love it. No, I'm not in San Francisco yet. <laughs> There's something on your, on your yeah, screen the, that makes you look like The Golden Gate Bridge is right yeah. there with you this morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Yeah, that... I, I just wanted to put that up there to keep you reminded of how great Nancy Pelosi was, Del. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, she, have y'all seen her Netflix show, <laughs> Pelosi in the House? No. I, could, I I watched thirty minutes. I had to turn it off. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to watch that. Oh my gosh! No, 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 no. But uh, yes, yeah, she was something else. I'll never forget her standing there holding that curly da- tail bulb and saying that was going to change our lives and save America. Oh Lord! <laughs> oh, and you can't dispose of them regularly. They got mercury in them. That's the weirdest thing, and they don't last that long, as they long as they said they would. You don't see it much anymore, though, do you? Not really, but anyway. Yeah, that great game-changing bulb. She's standing there on the Capitol steps, holding in her hands. (laughs) Golly! All right, I want to get back yesterday to something we were talking about, and 
Beverly, Kimberly Strassel's uh, column in the Wall Street Journal. It's called The GOP's Lost Vote Harvest. Republican leaders begin to see the folly, folly of ignoring early and mail-in voting. And we started out yesterday where Kimberly says that, that uh, you know, all these people. And, and Now, folks, state, listen, when you hear all these people uh, saying, you know, uh, Trump screwed up the election by picking poor quality candidates or encouraging poor quality candidates, endorsing whatever he did, or just simply that poor quality candidates are why uh, the Republican Party did so badly in the midterms. They are generally going to be old Bush Republicans, Mitt yes. Romney, McCain, uh, you know, uh, Cheney type people. Uh, and uh, George Bush type people, or that's who they're going to be. And these people are dying to be back in charge of the Republican Party. And let me tell you, they really don't care whether the Republican Party is the ruling party and the majority or not. They just they're they're perfectly happy to be in charge of a minority Republican Party. They just want to be in charge of the Republican Party. These people are three-decade losers, folks, yes. and yes. we don't need to go back to them. Well, it's and, a uniform. How, how they could be so delusional to think that they could lead after a 30-year history yeah. of losing, I don't know. But, uh, well, that's, that's the answer, though. They, they really don't care if they lose. They just want to be in charge of the Republican Party, whether it's the Republican Party that's the party in power or not. Uh, now, let's get back to what Kimberly's saying. It's the the Democrats in the midterms nationwide ran candidates that uh, were figuratively yellow dogs with rabies. I mean, whack job, nut Democrats won all over the place. So, again, candidate quality is not the problem. Here is the problem. The GOP has got to get its ground game going. They've got to get the mail-in votes in they've got to get the early votes in this vote on election day that they've been telling people uh is a loser so let's go on to see what and so kimberly points to georgia as an example of this uh the georgia senate results sum it up the the runoff saw all-time midterm records in both early and absentee voting some 1.9 million people cast their ballot prior to Tuesday, and Democrat Raphael Warnock won 64% of those voting absentee and 58% of those voting early. Mr. Walker had a good day election day, winning 57% of the votes cast Tuesday. But turnout for the day was 1.6 million, or 46% of the total vote. Okay. I mean, so uh, there was a number somewhere dealt that said the Republicans that voted on election day before the runoff, uh, there were two hundred thousand Republicans that did not cast a vote on the runoff election. That's yeah, a number I'm hearing somewhere. Yeah, you you also see that, but I mean, this is dismal. I mean, well, but the Republicans didn't show back up to vote. 
Well, they, again, let me finish this. Showing up on election day to vote is a loser. we got to have them vote before that. Some will note that a failed GOP early game didn't stop Governor Brian Kemp or other statewide Republicans from winning decisive victories in November. But Mr. Walker's troubled candidacy was a shining example of the need for a more sophisticated early voting plan. Candidates who don't excite voters shouldn't count on their flocking to the polls on Election Day. Better to track them down and lock their votes in, which is exactly what Democrats have been doing. In states with early voting, the left now has a vast apparatus to bank votes, and they've proved this is a positive sum game. Early and mail-in voting is a chance to commit citizens who otherwise wouldn't vote or who might be not be a sure thing on Election Day. Those numbers can be large, as evidenced by the big shifts in turnout depending on the year or the candidates. In states that send out applications for mail-in voting, liberal groups wait for these taxpayer-funded mailings and pounce. They target their voters with texts, calls, and ads, pushing them to get the applications in. They do the same in states where voters must actively request ballots. Then they do it all over again once the ballots arrive, in many states harvesting by going door-to-door to encourage their voters to fill out ballots and returning them on their behalf. They've also figured out how to pair early voting with savvy campaign ta- tactics. Think it was an accident Pennsylvania candidate John Fetterman, recovering from a stroke, delayed his debate with Hermit Merritt Oz until October 25th? He put in a uh, Fetterman put a, in a shockingly bad performance, but but by debate night, nearly half the absentee ballots had already been returned. Nearly a quarter of all ballots cast were via mail, and Mr. Fetterman won seventy eight percent of them. In other words, they've you know they they having a debate a week before the election is too doggone late, and. Uh, and it's the wrong thing to do, and it didn't work, even though Fetterman uh, failed miserably in the debate. Democrats and aligned groups pour real resources into this effort. GOP groups continue to throw their budget at a broadcast at broadcast airtime. Not that they necessarily have a ton of folks waiting to be early recruited. As recently as last week, Mr. Trump was insisting on Truth Social Media that we can never have fair and free elections with mail-in ballots. Never, never, never. Mr. Trump's home state of Florida proves the opposite. The Florida GOP in recent years doubled down on voter registration and alternate voting. Republicans crushed Democrats in early voting and barely trailed in mail-in votes. That was all part of the Florida GOP's stunning victories at every level of government. In a perfect world, every state would go back to Election Day voting. It's cleaner. It's civic duty. But early and absentee voting aren't going away. The GOP can moan about it, continue to freak their voters out about election integrity, fritter away weeks of vote gathering, or lose. Or they can get in the game. Folks, that's my sentiments exactly. Uh, and we, we, as long as we aren't play, as long as we aren't fighting fire with fire, we will lose. And we saw that um, in the in the midterm elections. Uh, and in Tennessee, we have such a super majority, though, we're not too worried about it. But now's the time. Uh, we just had Scott Golden reelected as uh, chair of the Tennessee Republican Party. You know, I, I wish Scott the best, but, you know, 
now's while while we're in the majority, while we control the state, now's the time to start building that ground game, that organization uh, that might be needed if we don't get in such a, a strong position. And uh, the Tennessee Republican Party organization I've seen in the last two or three years just in there. Uh, they they they're squabbling and fighting, doing all sorts of junk that's uh, not productive down there in Florida. Ron DeSantis led them, and like like Kimberly Strassel said, they got two hundred thousand new voters registered. Uh, they won uh, the the early voting and almost won the mail-in voting. So it's possible. Uh, the GOP has got a lot of voters out there who just don't get to the polls. Well, and, and I think Ronna McDaniel, I, I, from what I understand, the numbers on, uh, and I think what was so deceptive going into this midterm, um, was that the Republicans had record numbers of people sign up to vote. I think six million new voters. It was insane the amount of people that they had registered. And then... For whatever reason, you got it. You know that's. But Dell, you, you keep denying the facts that's on the table, and and many writers have written about what took place in this last couple of elections, especially in Georgia and across the country. The quality of candidates did make a difference. Now you may deny it. You may say no, no, that's not it. They just didn't come out to vote. There was people voting. In the Georgia election, the first round, there was a, a, a person, an independent, that took about 2.1% of the vote. Or Warnock would have won then. During the runoff, that third person wasn't there. But yep. the quality of candidates across this nation really, really mattered to people. Yeah, they looked at democracy. Are we going to get rid of democracy? And what type of person is going to be in office. And, and that York, made a I mean, I totally understand that you Democrats uh, want us to think that, and you totally want Liz Cheney to be back in charge of the Republican Party. Not doing it. <laughs> Not but doing I'm it. saying, Dale, the, the major people that watch these elections closely and write about politics all the time, they all agree. Yeah, no, well, they Jim, don't. Kimberly Jim, Strassel. Let, let, me, let me tell you something. Wait, wait, let's let Ms. York finish. If, if Warnock had had the media, the media against him like Herschel did on constant, there would have been a difference. The media puts Y'all, their thumb on this. Why was, the over the against, why was the media against Herschel? Why was it? Because, of the because he was he a Republican done. and a Trump endorsed Ms. candidate. Quality of, but, the quality of the things that he had done. Ms. His York. family came out against him and everybody came out against him because he had done some things and he was not a. a but Warnock had done the same, the you, you different, the, different things, but yeah, yeah. the media didn't lay into him like yeah, they did to Herschel. Warnock Warnock didn't you're going off on Herschel a tangent. Did. All right, folks, we're about to take a break. Now, Ms. York, you, you take care of your own party and. Quit trying to tell us how to take care of ours. Uh, no, I'm just I'm just entering a discussion on what you're making excuses about. All right. The facts are out there on the tape. Let's take a break and come back. Sparks 
Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Is your family looking for a new primary health care provider, or did you wake up feeling poorly? Give Northside Medical Professionals a call. We also have facial gift cards available for Christmas gifts. We have two Columbia locations to serve you on Nashville Highway and Trotwood Avenue. We have same-day walk-in spots available, and we are taking new patients. Our caring staff is ready to help you with all your health care needs. 
Call 540-4210 or visit northsidemedicalprofessionals.com today. We are back. Three dudes with a view. Thursday edition. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Remember, on Twitter, at WKOM, WKRM. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how are you? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, uh, Debbie Matthews, how are you? Good morning. So good to be with y'all. Good to have you. All right. Ms. York, Debbie we, yes. uh, we're talking about uh, why the GOP lost and why the Democrats are winning when they weren't supposed to. Uh, is And you're forgetting the key sentence. If there's one takeaway sentence from Kimberly Strassel's uh, uh, article, and this is it. Early and mail-in voting is a chance to commit citizens who otherwise wouldn't vote or who might not be a sure thing on election day. Well, if there's nothing else to take away, now, and so don't blame it on. I'm not you know, blaming. Don't blame it. Don't blame it on the media, Debbie. I'm not, I, well, and, it's a and part Mr. York, don't blame it on bad candidates. That's not it. And there were two hundred thousand that didn't go back to the runoff, and well, didn't that's vote. very typical. That's what happened in the last well, runoff. So, so I, I mean, I hate that runoff, but Debbie. Oh, I know. What did the GOP listen? Listen. You can't. So what's going to happen is now we have we had three and a half weeks of early voting here. That's too long. And I don't agree with ballot harvesting. I don't agree with taking people's ballots to their house and making them mark them and taking them in. I think that it should be shorter and on the day of. But now the Democrats want a month. We're going to be at six weeks soon for early voting. Watch. And that's a lot of time for mischief. I don't want it to be longer. I want it to be shorter. Debbie, you're a loser. Why should it be shorter? You're a a flat-ass loser. Well, no. Yes, you are. Okay, so... What did you do to get out those... Me? What? I went door to door to everybody. No, but I'm saying, what did the Georgia Republican Party do to? I get... know that I know we had Tennessee delegations down there knocking doors for Herschel. Well, you know, they and, did... and, and in the runoff, there were, we had people down there knocking doors for Herschel to go. Debbie, That's the right. old paradigm of running a bunch of commercials to get people fired up to go out and vote on election day or having a big debate is dead. Dead, dead. I think states should say that. I think there should be some election things that say there needs to be a debate. It has to be at this period of time before early voting. There's going to have to be some governance over that instead of this stuff like Fetterman did. A real democracy wants to give people as many opportunities to vote legally as they possibly can. And I'm talking about the time span. And I don't necessarily agree that that early voting is secure, Jim. Mr. York, you're just trying to throw us off the scent because we've discovered your secret. I don't want no. Until you start no, until you start ballot harvesting and paying people to vote, we're not going to be on the same thing. Is picking up people in a van harvesting ballots? No. And I've tried to pick people up in a van to go vote before, and for some reason, even even it, it, it's just not happening. Well, and I'm not talking about Republicans. What, 
one of my friends saw a sign when you were running for office uh, of your sign on the side of a van picking up people out in Highland Park. There was nobody that I know of that was picking up people, but I'm glad if they want to try to get people to the polls. That's not the issue. That's not the issue. And we can run around and say that that's the issue. But when I ran as a Democrat, I did everything I could to get people to the polls other than paying them for ballots. And I couldn't get people to get in the poll and go two blocks to vote. There is a difference of something going on in these inner cities. And I'm telling you, it stinks. And I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you, there's something not right. I, I, I tell you what it you is. Sound, I, you I, sound just like I Trump. am telling you there's something stinking the, in Denmark. The, well, the, the, that's the, true, but the, your the, mentality is a loser. So, so I guess the, we just pay people to vote. The, That's the, where we the, need the, to go. The key to voting, this early voting that he's talking about, is you got to hit the ground game's got to start early. If there's mail-in ballots, then you need to be in there recruiting these folks to say, you know what, if you're going to vote for our candidate, why don't you go ahead and fill out that mail-in ballot? And I'll take it to the post office for you. And, and that's what it's, it's basically turning into recruiting. Yeah. And if you can go in that's home it. to home to recruit and get them to commit on that ballot that they got in their living room and then go put turn it in for them, that's going to happen. Because think about this thinking about weather on election day could play a factor. Uh, they, huge. Thousands of people might not show up because of weather, sickness, people could have the flu. They or the machines sick. are down like they were for Carrie so, Lake. So, it, so, what they have figured out is we'll get more votes over the weeks before the election by going in a living room saying, go ahead and fill out that ballot. I'll turn it in for you, or I'll make sure somebody comes but by see, and picks I don't it think up. That that's a, I don't think but, that's a secure change. That law has been changed. Doesn't matter, Debbie. And, uh, maybe not, but I don't believe that's a secure wait, chain of, that, of the ballot. If that's the law in the state where you are, So then, what if they just say, here, here's my ballot. You mark it and just do that's what's hap- that's, that's what's happening. That's exactly what's states, happening. In many states, they have changed that to, to relegate it to the family members only. You can't go around. Oh, is somebody checking ID, Jim? Right. I mean, who's going to catch anybody to do it? I mean, and here's the other thing, too. I mean, you know, we can't federalize elections, right? I mean, we, it's a state issue. Right. So, I mean, there's really nothing we can do. You e- either to, adapt or die. Yeah, you got to play ball by the rules yep. in your state. I, period. I think it should be shorter and day off. Well, Debbie, if, I know, uh, if uh, your state doesn't do that, then you're going to just t- pick why up why your marbles and go home, say, have the election. You know, I, you got to play by the rules as, as they are. Did you, right now, did you know that if you register to vote, it asks you, are you an American citizen? And you just have to check a box. Yes. And you turn it in for, there's nobody checking ID. There's nobody doing anything. Hence the, the invasion at the border. So now we're going to have 200,000 people every 14 days coming in. The city of Rochester, New York is going to enter this country illegally starting the 21st of December every two weeks and the Democratic Party is expecting them to vote Democratic for Joe Biden. Debbie, you're off on a tangent. Well, they're voting. They're voting. They're voting. They're voting and they're holding office in some cities in California. New York, you're trying to speak. Yeah, the reason why Democrats were successful they, they had to deal with a short and constricted voting period in Georgia. They, they reduced it to nine days. They yeah, used to have they did. kind Which of like is great. Debbie, you're wrong on that. But it makes it easier. It makes it easier for people that are working eight to five to go ahead and fill out a ballot and, and drop it and vote early. Voting early helps. The more people that can vote early, the more we're practicing what the ideals of the Constitution say, and that's being a republic and a democracy. 
that's you don't Ms. York, you've hit that. Well, but, but everybody, the Democrat. Miss York, you have hit the nail on the head in that uh, that's that's the votes that you're getting. And I know hundreds of Republican voters here in this area who probably did not vote because they work eight to five, they live paycheck to paycheck, and they just don't have time to go vote or, or go after work and stand in line for two hours to vote so or take saturday when they need to be so let me or take let me, saturday when they've got let, let me say this before this before this election in 2022 the democratic party was screeching and screaming that the state of georgia had had hurt voters rights by reducing the time of early voting etc and it ended up with record numbers coming in so the whole premise that they had done jim crow laws remember Remember after the 2020 election, this uh, election uh, uh, thing through the state legislature was it cut things and it made the elections more secure. And the Democrats were screaming that that was going to hurt hurt people. And it turned out to be a major election. But let me come back and say this: Republicans' hearts were broken November 3rd of 2020. And they are not trusting the system anymore. You have got Republicans that are just saying, "I don't trust it." There's no reason for me to vote anymore. I'm staying at home. And that is an undercurrent which nobody is talking about. And how how else are you going to get those people to vote? They're now going to their house. They're going to stay to themselves. They're going to start pickling. I'm telling you, these people have dropped out. Clayton, you know the answer to that. You go to their house and say, look, I understand that you don't trust the system. But while we're here, go ahead and fill out this mail-in ballot and let me turn it in. That's what that's what you're gonna have yeah. to do, Debbie. It's, I don't think you it's can not do that rocket science. I, it, you're I gonna have to recruit. I go, Miss York. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, mean, I don't think you can do that in Tennessee. Uh, well, who's, gonna, who's gonna stop you? Uh, you can, All you have to do is say I'm a brother-in-law. The law, like in North Carolina, those guys got caught hustling ballots like that, and it was illegal. And yeah, it was time. the same but, people but how, that did two thousand mules that caught them. How are you gonna diff, once it's in the system? How are you going to – it's going to count. The, the vote, well, no, nobody's going to take a chance of going to jail or doing something illegal. Most people, with reasonable people, are not going to do it. Now, you can have some crooks out there, and that's who did the thing in North Carolina. The dude was already a convicted felon. He was harvesting ballots. Yeah. yeah, and that's Well, in Tennessee, we don't have what's called mail-in voting. We yeah. do have absentee ballots, yeah. and they are pretty easy to obtain. Let uh, me help you fill that out. Yeah. Or let me walk this through. Okay, let me walk so, through this so, Clayton, so you understand. So Clayton, basically, all you got to do is ask for one. You as, get one. As a Republican, you're going to be willing to do that as a part of a team going door to door in the next election. You're willing to do that because well, see, Republicans at the end of the day, they value that vote almost like a sacredness that if they, something happened that was untoward. So that's the reason that they do not go on. They want to go on Election Day. They want, want somebody fiddling with their early as vote. A, they don't want anything. Yeah. what I value is winning, Debbie. Okay. Uh, and and okay. That, that's different. What, to me, what, different what, well, then, Delk, I expect you to be on the streets with you, else. with us. I'm not going to be uh, out see, there. See, that's the thing. And well, is that, and, and what the Democrats say, are doing is they've got an army yeah. Of paid they do. workers who yeah, they, they have state. paid workers because they're getting look, look let's look at the donations that the Democrats are getting to use that money for a ground That's game. A tangent. We that is no money. no no that is well, well, the federal well, government well, gives well, Ukraine money that goes to FTX and back. Forty million dollars came back to Democratic candidates. This is how they're funding their proud their paid ground game. Well, let's see. So Debbie, the Republicans, Debbie, okay. Debbie. 
That is my point exactly. Okay. We're getting out hustled, out fundraised. That's out, not fun. Uh, we're that's just illegal laundry laundering. We're just getting out hustled. That's period. not hustled. That is criminal. That is criminal. No. That's what you get. If we had unlimited. Listen, it came out that I think $15 million just went to a Soros 501c3 in Central America that is coming back to fund Democratic candidates here. Guys, this is how the Democrats are raising money. You're truly telling me that their base is working people that don't have discretionary income that are actually given to Democratic candidates. No, they are not. No, this money is coming, coming in Trump, from somewhere Trump else paying for the Trump ground game. Million dollars. Trump got $94 million that he got as donations for campaigns, and he didn't spend it. He pocketed it. He and, still got it. Uh, and, he only spent $8 million against people he didn't like in the Republican Party. But he got $94 million of your your donations, and he didn't spend it on campaigns. Well, that's our problem, not yours, Mr. York. I, but I, but I, I will point out, that. and I'm Debbie, you're going help. off on a tangent. It all goes down to getting out hustle. But let me tell you where the money came from. Mark Zuckerberg gave over $400 million to, to the, the Demo- Democratic Party in this last cycle. Yes. Yes. That's good. That's, That's a good No, thing. no, no. Well, they're, then they're you put, but he also he also put 200 voting ballot booths throughout Atlanta where people could just drop ballots that had no secure chain and of how, custody. And period. how many Republican ballots got dropped in those zero? Probably. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's so, the, so the thing we're is, out, is that out hustled, out fundraised, okay, so we're losing. Okay, so we so when you ride a dead horse, Del, take the saddle off of it, please. Yeah, 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 you're right, Mr. York. So so the Republican Party needs to pay for a ground game, and that means pay people to go door to door and maybe even pay for votes. Because we got to do what the Democrats no, I, are doing. I'm not advocating. That is exactly what is happening on the ground. <laughs> no, I, no, I guarantee. I I know, like I know, like Debbie, I know. There's Debbie, something you just don't want to win. And uh, we're, I'm not advocating nope, for anything not, illegal. Uh, well, I'm telling you, the money that is filtered through to the Democratic Party to be dis- dispersed to Democratic candidates, and they're paying for the ground game Debbie, on the ground. Debbie, why don't you just go back to being a Democrat then? Because I am not going to go back to being. I'm telling you. But this is not. We have got to get. We have to get election integrity back into our elections. Good luck with that. Well, yeah, I mean, all all the Democrats need are six cities, and they're all Atlanta, Detroit. Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Baltimore, Philadelphia, and, if, and Maricopa County, and Arizona. If and we don't crazy, get out there on the ground with them, we're going to lose. It, it, uh, those cities, as long as what they do go. Cities, so you're just giving, you're giving up. We common. can never win again. Go to the house. Let's take what a break. What do those cities have in common, Daddy? A lot of This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our condition work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. 
Merry Christmas from Tillis Jewelry. We know how busy the holidays can be, so for your convenience, we're extending store hours for the holidays. We will be open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Looking for that special gift? We have a wonderful selection that I'm sure you will find the perfect gift, from diamonds to gemstones or maybe even a gold necklace. Tillis Jewelry is owned and operated by Rick, custom designer, and Terry, registered gemologist, assuring you the best jewelry value and expert service. For the latest information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me, painfree.com, or call 615-551-9224. extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Pillar Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and make zero payments for 12 months. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKOM-FM 101.7 and WKRM-FM 103.7. All of us here at Kennedy Broadcasting wish you the merriest Christmases and a Happy New Year. Our mission here is to promote and connect the community. We look forward to seeing you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. This is Julie Beck in Columbia, Tennessee. Join us for Center of Hope's annual New Year's Eve Mill Drop in historic downtown Columbia. Raise a toast to the new year with great music, fireworks, and confetti cannons full of wishes new year ever. This event is free to the public. VIP tickets with proceeds to the Center of Hope are two for $130 or one for $70 and include party favors, finger foods, and two drink tickets in the Magnolia Room over Southern Tray Restaurant. Listen to the broadcast and join the party at the Magnolia Room or go out to watch the live events on the square. To get VIP tickets, go to TicketTaylor.com. The Center of Hope helps victims of domestic violence, rape, and stalking. Special thanks to our sponsors for making this possible. Baxter Family Management, Family Advantage Credit Union, Experience Murray, and more. Singing whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. All right, 
right, we are back. Three dudes with a view. This is our last show of the week. Uh, tomorrow inside this side, this station, this time inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross. Uh, and we will be back with you on Monday. And again, I'm we're we're hitting the Twitter machine hard. Uh, Elon Musk is uh, our hero. Thank you, Elon. Uh huh. We are hitting that hard. And if you want to communicate with us on either station, WKRM or WKOM, then it's at WKOM WKRM one word on Twitter, and that's in the station call letters in alphabetical order. WKOM WKRM at WKOM. WKRM on Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. Good morning. I, I want to give a shout out to somebody. I w- went to eat at Farmers the other day, and uh, this young man came up to me and he said, I listen to your the radio. Three dudes with a view every morning, and he said, "He said I recognized you, and I just wanted to say hello." And he was there eating with his dad. So, Randall and Kevin Dooley, if you're listening, good morning. It was good to see you and meet you the other day, and thank you for listening every morning for Three Dudes and a View. With there the we view. go, Debbie. How often do you have people come up to you? All the time. Like, yeah. All the time. Yeah. And it's crazy, you know. Yeah. So, so the, nobody's throwing tomatoes or anything. It's a good thing. Uh, yeah. Really yeah, good it's thing. Good deal. You know, um, and folks, I want to welcome uh, a colleague, another friend in the business of radio, uh, Greg Combs of WXRQ. Greg, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. I woke up breathing, so it's been a good day. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us about WXRQ. You, you're uh, what's your format? It's in Mount Pleasant. It's in Mount Pleasant. It's been there for many decades. Our format is gospel. Um, we play bluegrass gospel country christian and uh probably 95 percent is quartet gospel um we just have listeners mostly online streaming right we just hit 113 countries listeners in 113 countries and uh we have listeners in all 50 states in the u.s and there's the the reason i think for that is christian stations are going away uh we're the last christian station based in middle tennessee so uh they there's some here but they're not based here they're uh, out of california and colorado so they can't partner with local entities okay which we can like uh we partner with places like nonprofits like hope's bridge so it's, it's basically um church folks that listen for, yeah. the, for the most part yeah. and the things that they're interested in things like uh, non-profits middle tennessee uh, pregnancy center things like that okay it's awesome. and um right now you're basically online uh but what you're not going to talk about this morning is maybe getting a tower up that'll help uh, both of our stations out okay um we're loving that yeah i want to i'm interested yeah to see what's going on we uh and we talk about maybe sharing space on a, a single tower, and uh, and just sort of help help each other out that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's people have to work together nowadays. Everybody seems to want to go off and create a kingdom, and it doesn't work that way. Uh, so it's better when people work together. Yeah, it is. Well, Greg, um, 
you can I mean, we're, we're going to get back into it uh, uh, you're welcome to participate but I also perfectly understand if you want to refrain <laughs> from the battle you may be called everything but a Christian on this show <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, that's for sure alright so. we have we've been getting a little, you know we're talking about you know Republicans getting out there and going toe to toe with the Democrats on getting out early voting and mail in voting uh and I got a text uh, by one of our listeners saying, it's a system-wide failure. We continue to reelect our party leaders expecting something different to happen in 2024. Uh, and That's grassroots is a, is a word Republicans have forgotten. And uh, I think that's true. And so there we go. Clayton, you... And to sort of change the subject, but anybody bring up any subject they they want. But Clayton ran across a, an astounding uh, uh, Facebook fact. message. Yeah, it, it was actually an invoice uh, from Roger Dean Chevrolet down in Florida, uh, and it was an invoice from August the twenty third of this year. Uh, a Chevy Volt with only seventy thousand four hundred and eighty nine miles needed a battery replacement folks that battery replacement just for the battery alone $26,853.99 after tax and installation $29,842.15 for a battery replacement on a 70,000 mile vehicle that's the so average American cannot afford that. No, well, no. And they're going to be sitting, just like France. They've got all these battery-operated cars that are just sitting, as far as you can see, in these graveyards for cars because people can't afford to buy new batteries. That's a whole nother so they, car. So ju- they might as well just get financing for a new car. I mean, you can get a vehicle with a 100,000-mile warranty. This thing right here. It's not even going to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, no. you're... you're no. By the time you pay for the Volt brand new, and then it, you, you, this guy that bought this car has probably got a hundred thousand dollars invested into you know, it or close to it. America. I wonder what has, they're doing in Japan, Clayton. You know, I told you about the the quick lube type battery changers that they had in Japan. I wonder what the cars are costing in Japan. I, well, I don't live in Japan, Mister York. Uh, people listening to the show don't listen <laughs> live in Japan, and I know that I couldn't afford. I I'd, I would have to finance. The thirty thousand dollars to replace my battery, and I guarantee you, most, you know, middle class Americans are the are in the exact same boat as me. They couldn't just write a check for thirty grand for a battery on a seventy thousand mile vehicle. You know whose technology is It's Chinese technology for no, these no, batteries. Wait a minute. Let's let Miss York finish, and the Debbie, you go. I was saying not, it's not going to be that way forever. When the economies of scale start kicking in, the, the cost of the cars going to go down, plus the the battery's going to go down. And when they have the proper maintenance for batteries, it might be change-out stations all across America where you can go change out the battery before you even kill it dead, you know? So it's that a lot of that technology is going to change up to yeah. make it affordable for everyday Americans. And, Debbie, what were you saying? Well, I, I don't disagree with what Jim just said, but I just think it's... It's not here yet. I, I think America America runs on fuel. That's our technology. We can get it cheaper and cleaner. Uh, this is... this China, 
owns the lithium plants. This is Chinese technology, and it's undercutting American ingenuity and our economy. And, and to moving to these batteries, I think they're obsolete before we even get started. And and they're going to be an environmental hazard long term. How to get rid of these things? Well, that's that's two things, Debbie. I wanted to bring up. First of all, Mr. York, you're talking about changing out the battery. Uh, apparently, on a Volt, you can change out the batteries. I'm informed that on the Cadillac Lyric, for instance, the battery can't be replaced. So, you know, 70,000 miles, you just throw it away. And how and much is the car dealt to buy? 150, I think. All right, I can't do that. I wouldn't do that. 120, 100-something. When they made the Model T, when Ford made the Model T, Dell, it was unaffordable at first. And then he found a way to, to meet the economies of scale and make it affordable to every person working at the factory. And everybody that worked at the factory bought a Model T. That's simply not foreseeable with electric cars. I mean, what if the, what if the, all right, so instead of 26, what if it was 13,000, you know, half, cut, cut in half, or even cut, cut in a quarter, come on down to four or 5,000. I mean, people just can't do that. Well, I've had friends that have owned uh, Prius, right? It's a hybrid, gas and battery. When the battery goes, I think the battery for a Prius is like 3500 and they still have trouble replacing that when that comes due. I mean, most families don't have $3,500 laying around to just replace a battery in a Prius. This is not it. So, anyway. A- I mean, anyway. I've, I've heard that a Tesla is 20000 um, Yeah. If it doesn't catch on fire. I mean but, the situation but, uh, with the yeah, batteries, yeah, and 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 what these, happens these if ones, a national? They're shaping the battery as the underside of the car, and so at least what I'm, people are telling me is that there are there are a good number of these electric vehicles where you just when the battery goes bad, you just throw the car away exactly they, because it can't be changed exactly. And Debbie, that gets me back though that you you mentioned all these cars just park in france i have not heard about this oh it's a graveyard of of cars that are run on batteries that are just because they can't afford to replace them so uh, you know so what have you seen describe it um i can't remember where i was watching this or if it was on the internet but it was the small if you've been to europe which i lived there for quite a while you know the the cars are different the sizes are small these are like they look like little Yugo sized cars uh, that have these batteries, and it's just, it's like a graveyard of them just parked because they can't replace the batteries or do anything with them. So it's just, as far as you can see, cars just parked, you know, and, sitting. And again, and that raises, I've not heard of, that's an interesting fact that I had not, that I had no knowledge of. But that also brings up another thing that I've been told that, uh, so you got those cars just sitting there, just rows sitting. after rows of them. Yeah, yeah. I've been told there is we we don't have the technology to safely dispose of these. No, things. you do not. You can't bury them uh, because that becomes a toxic waste. I mean the 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 environment that is torn all to pieces to get just a, a little bit of lithium to make these batteries is also. Uh, so it takes so much energy to make the batteries that it's even worse for the economy than a gas-fueled car. So, you know, we need to be smart uh, and remember what our country was built on and not try to emulate where – I mean, China owns the lithium uh, plants or their places where they're digging lithium up. Don't you think it would make more sense – because the technology's out there. All these car manufacturers have already bought – 
the rights to, to a lot of the ideas and, and, and technology that's been created. But wouldn't it make more sense to save on using fuel if we had cars that got 80, 90 miles to a gallon yes. and go that direction? Yes. Wouldn't that be more efficient than going all out and electric? Re- redoing everything. Have, have you yes. ever heard of the Wankel engine? I'm sure uh, it was the rotary. It was a rotary. Coach engine. Mike Lyle, what? What? Now what it was, did that it was a rotary engine. That instead mm-hmm. of using pistons, it used a rotating. Yeah, Mazda uh, sold them for a while. Stu- yeah, and they got bought out by a big by the big companies, and they shut that down because it was creating too much competition. But they were getting in research and development. They were also you know, on the uh, some of the reports. They were getting up to sixty, seventy uh, miles to the gallon. I mean, they were it, highly, highly, highly efficient because yeah. they didn't use the up and down. They used a, a rotating. Right. And Americans uh, would own the technology. And it, again, this is a national security thing again, because now battery technology is primarily a China uh, ingenuity. This is who owns this. This is why there's such a shift yeah. on everything is because. What, what you got to remember, though, Debbie, is this this climate business is a religion. To the, it's, a, uh, no. it's also to, a business, like you said. And it's, yeah, and th- these people are just, you know, they, they think that we're actually all going to be underwater in two you know, years or it, something. Well, what I, what I, I, I know Al Gore said that we'd be I, underwater 10 I years cons- ago, and we I, are. I, I consider myself a conservationist. I love the environment, but I know that planting a tree a year, everybody uh, solves a lot of that. Folks, newsflash, they found evidence in Greenland that two million years ago, uh, Greenland was green and verdant instead of the ice-covered uh, country that it is now. Uh, you know, and folks, this was a little while before uh, any gasoline engine ever appeared on the planet. Yes. And um, it, it's, I don't think there were even people two million years ago that we know about. Not, not that we know about. Yeah. So, uh, yep. Climate change happens, folks. Listen, well, I, I, there was a story. It's sure not because next of week. Let's emissions. talk about chickens next week. Right, I saw right, a story where week. it saved. It, it saved like we need Stay to talk tuned about chickens next Wednesday. We talk about chickens. We yes, gotta go. We'll see you Monday though. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, folks. Oh,